Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, kinfolk? It's RJ Young. I am not on a step. No, thank you for watching, downloading, subscribing to the number one ranked show. And on this episode, we have the first half of our Pac-12 Media Day special where you're going to hear from head coach Mario Cristobal at Oregon, head coach Jimmy Lake at Washington. I asked them about their first jobs. I asked them about my all-time Pac-12 team, for which I know you have so much to say and so many opinions. But... I was really just so grateful for how much fun was had with this episode. And yes, we will have the Pac-12 South, starting with USC, Utah, in the next coming episode. So without further ado, let's go talk to the guys. All right, I'm here with Oregon coach Mario Cristobal. Coach, how you doing? Doing well. Good to be here. Appreciate you guys having me. Well, you know, we were a little bit more resilient than I thought. You know, we, I guess I didn't know what to expect, but I, I, we did find out that with those circumstances, being that on top of everything, they weren't unique to us, right? The whole world was going through it, that we could find a way through opt-outs, through a, a truncated season, that we could still find a way to win the conference championship. But we didn't finish it, as you mentioned, like we wanted to. So uh, a lot of maturing, a lot of growing development, um, was experienced throughout the course of the year. A lot of stuff that we think is going to be very valuable for this year. But all in all, a solid season, some really good moments, some other moments we'd like to have back and improve upon, and looking forward to 21. This, for me, is the year of one Kayvon Thibodeau. And I want to know what story you could tell us about seeing the kid play and then going, I need him to be a duck. I need this to happen. What did you see in him? What did you see on film? Well, I thought uh, we had a guy that could change things. I mean, anytime you get after the passer, and mind you, you know, we, we really feel that to win football games, you got to be able to affect the quarterback, right? And, and you got to be able to stop the run. And we knew he had natural pass rushing ability, but he had that long, lean frame that if developed the right way, he could be just a massive force on the edge, stopping the run, knocking back tight ends and offensive tackles. And he's done that. And, um, he was very diverse, you know, he's very intelligent. So it's not a guy that you just put in one spot and leave him there. We've moved him around. We've given offensive lines different exotic looks that are hard to identify and block. And he's been very effective. He's been effective straight up. He's been very effective on the move. Um, and he just keeps getting better and better and better. And But watching him in high school, we saw a lot of juice, a lot of energy. Um, digging deep into his high school 
career and just talking to his coaches, the part that really that we loved was that that five-star status was matched by a five-star work ethic and attitude. And when you combine those two things and put them in a culture like ours, you're going to get great results. And so far, they've been pretty good. It's one of the things that I love most about your program is that you all have some swagger, you have some attitude, and you recruit just like that. No, no, we're supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. How do you walk into a place like Oregon at the time you did and give it that culture, give it that identity? Because they're very much you personified. Well, the first thing was to recognize the accomplishments of those that came before us. And we made it clear to the entire team, like, hey, man, Oregon's won a lot of games before we got here, all right? Our job is to uphold that legacy and to honor it by elevating the standard, by how we do things. But we were going to adopt a culture of physicality. We were going to recruit explosive players, but we were going to get really physical and dominant at the line of scrimmage. We felt that that was the path to winning a conference title and then going beyond that. So we recruited hard, really hard, and, and the Panay Sewells of the world all of a sudden end up on our campus and it changed things in a hurry. Um, and we were very demanding, but we don't cross that line to become demeaning. We stay on the demanding side. And we kept showing our guys, look, this blueprint leads to these results. This is what we're doing it, uh, how we're doing things, and why we're doing it that way. And if we can inform them and keep them in tune with us as to, look, this is why we are doing this, that we're going to get the right type of response. And our guys ate up the challenge. They, they didn't flinch. They took everything we threw at them, and we challenged them, and we are challenging them now to a whole new level. They ate it up, and they're, um, I think this team's hungrier than any other team we've been around over the past four or five years. You've had a lot of first-rounders, and you've had a lot of first-rounders. Uh, <laughs> Thibodeau and Justin Hill obviously still out there. Let me pivot to some fun questions for you. This first one is, mm -hmm. what's the last job you had before going into coaching full-time? Oh, man. Does being a graduate assistant count? Um, I had a few jobs, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I got to say, well, let me stay along. I, okay, one of them was being a public relations um, account coordinator okay. in Coral Gables, Florida. That was one of them. All right. There's, there's a story there, but I'm, I'm going to keep you moving. I'm going to keep you moving. Can you tell us three nice things mm -hmm. about your wife? So, which I think that to me shows more respect for rivals than just trying to BS your way and start spewing out some nice things. I'm glad we have rivals, and I'm glad that the rivalries are intense and fierce. Who has the best uniforms in college football? Not me, Oregon. Gotcha. I didn't. Uh, I think the, the spacing and the gap between okay. one and two is so big, I can't think of a two right now. I like that. I appreciate that, Coach. All right, so this was fun for me, and point of contention. I put together what I thought was the best all-time package of offense and defense. Okay. Take a look at this is the defense first, and okay. tell me who I missed. Those are some really good players, you know. This year isn't over yet, you know that. You know, it, you'd be funny to hear one KT said the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I like to extend this two more years. There's a couple of the real okay. good young players that are going to come on out. But I think, um, you know, he only played two seasons. I think Javon Holland would have made his way on here with a third season. I do. But this is a, a group of great football players. Impressive.
offense coach? I know another quarterback that's doing pretty well in the NFL right now. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, Ben, but I, and, and Matt Leinert was awesome. Um, a lot of really good football players on here. Man, I'm, I'm biased to my Shane Lemieux and my Jake Hansons and my Calvin Throckmortons and Panay Sewell's. Where's Panay Sewell on here? We don't like Outland Trophy winners on this thing? Is that what it is? Do, do we not like that? I was just wondering. Marcus Mariota was a Heisman winner, wasn't he? He was. He was. Some really good players. So I don't so, – so you could have a great discussion. Oh, man. You know, that's like a – that's a discussion in a wrestling match uh, <laughs> all together in one. Well, to me, I, I love looking at this because it just gives you an idea of how how powerful the conference has been over the course of several years. And, and now in the discussion are some new players that are currently playing. So that bodes well for the future of the Pac-12 conference. So this is good stuff. I'll get some stickies with, with Jimmy over here, and we'll just start putting some sticky faces on some things and make some replacements. Is see, that right? See, now, now you're talking about – getting you back on the show to talk about this, this list of sticky notes. Oregon coach Mario Cristobal, thank you so much, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Very cool, coach. Thanks Amen. so much. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. I'm here with Oregon players Alex Forsythe and Kid Ross Thibodeau. Guys, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? You're doing well. I'm good. I appreciate it, guys. I'm good. Uh, JT, man, what, what, is, what, is, what is all this you got on? It's just some rings, man. This is just, you know, One, two, I'm reminiscing. I'm just reminiscing on great times we had and the work we got to put in in the future and, you know, what it's going to take to to get another one. Alex, get your man. Get, get your man like this. I know. Uh, he was he was putting him on in the hotel room. I, I, I forgot to bring mine, but, you know, he's he's got the hardware to show for both of us. So. Oh, so, what is it like for you to watch this dude on the other side of the ball? You know, he, he's fun to watch. He plays the game the right way. Um, like I said, he's not just a third down pass rusher. He's he's an every down uh, kind of dude. So he's he's gonna stop the run. Um, he's gonna get after the quarterback, as you know. So he's a you know he's a special player to watch. Um, I think everybody's gonna everybody saw you know sneak peek the past two years, um, but he's really gonna you know come out this year and, and dominate. So KT, last time I saw you, it was the opening fight. Wait, hold on. Now Alex is oh, a general. Pardon, I'm just I'm pardon. just saying. I had to make it known that pardon. this is a general. You know, you guys, people don't really pay attention to the O-line, but the O-line is, is almost, he's just like a quarterback, you know. Mm-hmm. While the quarterback's making his calls and making his checks, the O-line, I done seen him turn around sometimes like, no, I got, I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> like, I know the pass protection. He's calling it out. He's reading the whole defense from, you know, having his hand on the ball. I mean, it's, it's, it's truly a, a general and truly a, a person that takes control and can, you know, handle whatever's coming at him. A general. Yeah. You like that? I, I like that. Yeah, I appreciate that, KT. That's that's a good way to put it. Um, just trying to be like the quarterback of the O line in the offense. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You didn't got so much bigger since 2018, but you're still just as fast. What are y'all doing up there in Oregon to help continue to let you be that fast, but also get bigger? Coach Feld. Um, we have a great program. Great. You know, he doesn't. Everything's intentional. You know, he doesn't maximize. He doesn't just do mindless stuff. So from speed school to the fourth quarter training to even the, the, the eating program and the weight regimen, they, they give you all the resources to kind of maximize your potential. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we've been able to do. Uh, all right, I want to pivot to some fun questions. And Alex, I'm going to start with you. Mm-hmm. Who has the best uniforms? Who 
college football. Not me. Oh, best uniforms. Ducks. No. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be Oregon number one, but I'm trying to think of who's uh, who's number two. I like Oregon. Yeah, I mean, th- th- those jerseys are cool. Like the blue, like the orange. yeah, the blue and the orange. That's, that's a cool combo. So I'd say, yeah, probably Florida. Florida. Yeah. I feel like you're dunking on Florida State. <laughs> I, I like Florida. The black. You're right. The black Florida State is cold. You're right. That is cold. Um, who else? Who else got some cold? I don't even know. It ain't um, Iowa. Ooh. Iowa State. Ooh. Iowa State. I mean, they, State. that they black, that that red, Boy, yellow, and the black. The all blacks. The all blacks were cold. I'm not gonna lie. I like that all black. Everybody should have an all black. All right, Alex. This one's for you specifically. Mm-hmm. We'll see what you got. Who on the team? Would you most want to date your sister? <laughs> oh man! Uh, first answer would be nobody, but second answer, if I if, if I had to choose, oh man, probably uh, probably like T.J. Bass or somebody. He's really quiet. <laughs> he's he's respectful. He just he doesn't say much. So he it's got to be it's got to be T.J. Me, I think I might go with Johnny Johnson. I say Johnny Johnson, he's the same guy every day. You know, he's never, you know, he's just, he's respectable. He's the same guy always. And he, he you know what you're getting from him. You don't have to guess. You know, he's, you know, I like him. I know. All right, guys, I'm going to hand you what I think is the all-time Pac-12 offense and Pac-12 defense. Y'all take a oh, look so at that. Oh. And let me know who I got. I got my opinions on this one. I feel like Justin I'm saying quarterback. I'm probably going. Oh wait, this is a question. Are we doing? Are we going on what they did in college? Yes. Or the, okay. Yes. What they did in college? Marcus Mariota is a top. He's a top three, top four college quarterback of all time. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. I understand that. I understand that. But I'm saying just watching him. I guess I was a little bit outside the. But. Oh yeah, no, Dennis Dixon. If he didn't get hurt, yeah, no, he was he was crazy. Yeah. Y'all gonna be mad, but I don't watch a lot of college football, so I, I where's couldn't, I couldn't even really tell you, like, you know, where's uh, Tyron Smith? Ooh, he's he's not on here. I agree with. Okay. Ogden, Alex Mack. Nice pull. Switch right quick. Switch right quick. Switch right quick. Wait, wait, wait. Is Bush on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's on. Oh, I got defense. I don't see a lot of Oregon guys. I don't like this. De'Anthony Thomas should be on here. Yeah. Oh, I don't watch a lot of college football. But I watch De'Anthony Thomas. He should be on here. I'm going to be honest. You Black from Mamba. LA. That's, That's why. Black Mamba, Black Mamba should be on here. here. Black Mamba should definitely be on here. And if you're watching it, just know I told him to put you on here. <laughs> I agree. I second that. Um, Michael James, feeling some kind of way. Yeah, it's got to be LaMichael. He's one of the best college running backs. Um, Michael should be on here. Oh, shoot. I got to get it all up out of here. Alex Forsyth, Katie Montalino. Thank y'all so much. When's the new one coming out? The new one? Yeah. You got to finish. Okay. I'm just checking. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Finish. We're just wondering. And finish with a win. That'll help you. That'll help you. Nah, I'm getting at you. Favorite 
God does things in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I appreciate you. Guys. Yeah, appreciate you. Thank you for having us. Here with Washington coach Jimmy Lake. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm excited to see what you got in store. And I want to start with this. Y'all have one of the coolest non-conference games of the season for me. Get to head to the big house. How excited are you for that for your team? Uh, extremely excited. It's a uh, traditional matchup, a Rose Bowl matchup for, for years. Um, you know, we have a lot of respect for the University of Michigan. It's a, a historic uh, venue to play in. Um, you know, of course, we would love to have Michigan come to see us in 2020 uh, in Husky Stadium. Unfortunately, that game was canceled, obviously, due to COVID. Uh, but we're excited. Our team's excited. Our fans are excited to go over um, into the Big Ten, into the big house, and put on a really good show for our fans. You mentioned 2020 and COVID, and I feel that y'all were one of the teams that was most unfairly hit with this despicable disease. Have you bounced back from that unfortunate incident where perhaps you're playing for a Pac-12 championship? Right. No, you know, we, we were uh, extremely disappointed, obviously, that the outcome of, of the finish of our season 2020. Uh, we had a young team, uh, you know, obviously a young head coach, mm-hmm. uh, some, uh, a new offensive coordinator. and. Um, but a new quarterback, uh, but we really felt like we were, we were hitting our groove, uh, you know, starting off uh, three and one, uh, left a bad taste in our mouth that last game. We, we felt like we started off slow, which we did. Uh, we could have easily started off four and oh. We, we let the uh, coronavirus finally seep into our, into our building, mm. which it uh, was not in there. Uh, and as we all know, uh, the coronavirus does not discriminate. Mm. Uh, at some point, it's going to get you. Um, this is obviously pre-vaccine. Uh, and then unfortunately, our season was derailed. Mm. Um, so there's a really a sense of unfinished business mm. with our staff, our players. Uh, we've had a few players that could have went on to the National Football League. They decided to come back and join us again because they wanted to wear that Washington helmet one more time and finish off uh, what we felt like we could have finished off in 2020. You're one of the many teams that took advantage of the transfer portal in this spring. And I want to ask you about one in particular. What does Brendan Radley Hiles provide for you at Washington? Yeah, it has been awesome watching him uh, dive into our culture, accept our culture. He's one of us already. He's a dog, which I call him. He's a dog. This guy loves football. He loves watching football. He loves lifting weights, training. And uh, we got a chance to have him in spring football. So we got to see his physical presence, which he which he showed everybody in high school and he showed everybody when he was at the University of Oklahoma. Uh, we're excited that he's in the purple and gold. He's an immediate leader for us, mm. uh, just his work ethic. Uh, People see what he does, our players see what he does behind the scenes. Um, Our staff sees what he does in between the lines and in the weight room. Uh, I'm excited for Husky Nation uh, to watch Buki, as we call him, uh, to to watch him make some plays uh, for Husky Nation. Uh, Buki's one of my favorite players, and I'm happy to see that he is making an impact for you, Coach. I want to pivot to what I think are going to be some fun questions now. Okay, So by all means, have fun with them. Okay. The first one is, what was the last job you had before going into coaching full-time? The last job I had, I was finishing up my degree mm-hmm. at Eastern Washington University, my business degree, and I was a, an account executive for the Spokane Indians baseball team, a minor league baseball team, and I was selling tickets, selling tickets packages, going into uh, organizations, selling group packages to come on the weekends and, and come watch minor, minor league baseball. That was my last job I had. So you learned to recruit pretty early. <laughs> That's right. I did. I had no idea I was going to be a football coach. Uh, I thought I was going into business. Um, I, was, that, that was, I was getting credits and I was getting paid at the same time, finished up my degree at Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the coaches that I played for at Eastern Washington approached me while I was doing this internship and said, 
you know, I was a leader for the team, a captain for my for the football team there, and they said, you you need to get into coaching. Uh, you have a really you have a big impact on on these players, on your fellow teammates. You need to get into coaching. So as I finished up my degree, I n then tried coaching out, and here I am. I, I, I took the bull by the horns and uh, love coaching, love football, love sports, love competitiveness. Just like the business world is competitive, mm. uh, football is obviously competitive, and um, I'm right where I need to be. I'm glad you did, Coach. I'm glad you did. Next question. Again, have fun with it. Okay. Say three nice things about your rival. Okay. <laughs> three nice things about my rival. Um, whew. Is it three? Do I have to come up with three or can I come up with one? I'll try to come up with three. Let me see here. Uh, they have a, uh, you know, it's a beautiful drive into the stadium um, on our side of the mountains until we get past, uh, once we pass Snoqualmie. But it's really beautiful on the way up to Snoqualmie and the way down. There's one. <laughs> um I am actually a really big fan of, of Nick Rolovich. Okay. Uh, they, I mean, there's a good one. I, I probably I would not be able to say that in the last seven years, uh, his predecessor. So there, <laughs> there's a there's a nice thing for my uh, uh, for our rival. And then one more, you know, I know a lot of the players uh, mm -hmm. that are on uh, on their team, whether we recruited them or we we came across paths watching them in high school and got a lot of respect for them, and um, and I, they represent the state of Washington really well. Hey, you did it. Come on, there you go. I like that. Yeah, a little, little venom, but a little niceness. That, that, that's me. Because I do want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. This is the all-time Pac-12 offense, according to me. I'm going to have you take a look at this to start, and then we'll take a look at the defense. But tell me who I left off, who you would add. Okay, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are all, these are all great ones. Oh, right, right. Yeah, Ron Yari, Jonathan Ogden. Mac. Those are some big time selections right there. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's a good league. That's a, that's a, that's a, that, that is a good list of people right there. And so I'm, I'm supposed to add to this list. If you, if you, if you don't want to, that's okay. It's okay to tell me that I'm perfect. Right. <laughs> I love it. This is pretty good. This is solid right here. Okay. I mean, the only thing I don't see any purple and gold on here. I mean, a Reggie Williams, mm. uh, two Yasa Sopo, mm. a Jake Locker. Okay. Mm. All right. We'll take a look at the defense then. Okay, okay. Because I think you might have more to say about the defense. Okay, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, I was making sure we got Steve Emmett on there. Okay, <laughs> that's good. He was drafted number one overall, by the way, so maybe we could put Steve all the way at the top. I'm just – This next little – All I was – look, we I'm just built it out. I'm just saying. Safety's at the top. I'm looking at this. He was the number one overall pick. But this – Terrell Seggs, oh, my gosh, beast. Uh, yeah, Brewski. My lot. I mean, I think you got you got Eric Weddle in here. I coached him in the Senior Bowl. You, hmm. you, you got to have Buda Baker on here as well. Okay, all I mean, right. He's the there highest paid safety in NFL history. There it is. I think uh, I think you got to have to put his name on here. But Ronnie Lott, obviously, that's a that's a big but, one. But see, Coach, if I just start with 2015 and work my way up through Washington Huskies, we might be here a while. Yeah, I was about to say we might be here a while. All right. It. I love it. This is a great list, though. I can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's some great uh, uh, guys on this list, for sure. I agree with you. All right, I will take that. Okay. Washington coach, Jimmy Lake, thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. Go dogs. I'm here with Washington football players, Trick McDuffie, Jackson Kirkland. How are you guys doing? Doing great. 
right on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I got to talk with Coach Lake a little bit earlier to go, and I want to ask you, Trent, right off top, what's Buki providing your secondary? Yeah, um, I mean, if you've never met Buki, hmm. he is a humble go-getter, and I mean, the first thing he told me is, man, I'm trying to understand your culture, and I'm trying to learn as much as I can in your defense. And I mean, he brings uh, athleticism, he brings football smartness, and he just brings swagger from that Oklahoma and, you know, just fits right in with the defense. Feels very Cali. For sure. Okay. Just Cali swag. Nah, I really love that dude. He's yeah. one of my favorite people. Yeah, real good dude. All right, Jackson, I'm going to ask you that question. Everybody is going to ask you, hmm. how does Sam Heward look to you compared to your man Dylan Morris? Is he following along pretty closely? Yeah, I think Sam Heward made the adjustment well coming to college. I mean, coming from high school to college, especially at a quarterback, that's mm -hmm. no joke. I mean, you're going against secondaries like him and mm -hmm. guys like Buki. So, yeah, it's an adjustment. And I think he did a great job this spring. And I think Sam Heward has a bright future. But also Dylan Morris, I mean, we see him as the guy at UW. I mean, real smart, the X's and O's of things, true leader. I mean, he's the captain of our offense, and we believe in that guy. For both of you and Jessica first, um, what does it mean for you to be able to travel to the big house to play Michigan in what has been termed a traditional Rose Bowl matchup. Yeah, I mean, what a surreal experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about two very historic programs and a place like the big house. I mean, if you love college football, it doesn't get much better than that. Saturday night at the big house. So we're excited. We can't wait. I mean, we love this, the national stage like that in the spotlight. We can't wait to prove to the world what Husky Nation is all about. Right on. Yeah, just like Jackson said, you know, we kind of are going there to put UW on the map. Mm -hmm. You know, and showing up for Pac-12, which is a big thing for us on the West Coast, is showing what we're about. And, I mean, it's a historic game, as you know, two top dogs. And it's going to be a battle, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And fans are back. So the energy, the atmosphere of college football, it's going to be amazing. I'm glad you mentioned putting off for the Pac-12 because that has been at issue. Mm -hmm. I want to hear y'all speak on how you feel about the perception of your conference nationally. And... Jackson, let's start with you again. Yeah, I mean, I see it as a motivating thing. It makes me want to elevate my team, my game, and my team's game because I want to put on for the Pac-12 like we're talking about. And I think, yeah, the Pac-12 is underrated on the national spotlight. And I think because we have a different, almost every year, a different champion, a different team rising to the top, and that attributes to how even we are and how tough our games mm -hmm. really are. A lot of conferences, you have one team running the table each year, and there's no competition there. I mean, you won't see better competition than in the West Coast and Pac-12 just because how evenly matched and how tough each game is. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a West Coast dude. Mm. So putting on for the West Coast is what I'm about. And, man, I want everybody to see the West Coast as the top dogs. I feel like people from California, Oregon, Washington, West Coast dudes are athletes, playmakers that can go make big plays. And I feel like UW going on the map, guys like at Oregon, SC, UCLA, teams like that should really be national contenders mm. each and every year and that's something we're about to go prove certainly is not for lack of talent particularly at a place at like washington no disrespect to the offense but the defense it's all good i, I mean they had a nickname <laughs> death row which is the most thrown nickname yeah. for a defense that i've ever heard i love that i really wish y'all would go back to that but that's just me all right i want to flip to what i think is a fun questions guys so by yeah. all means have fun with them let's get it so the first one is, Trent, for you, who has the best uniforms in college football, not named Washington? Not named Washington? Mm -hmm. I'm from California. Okay. So USC. 
traditional, okay. man. Okay. You know, it's everybody knows what the Trojans are. Everybody knows what the colors are. And I like just simple uniforms that every time they strap up, you know exactly what they're going to look like and you know exactly what they're going to be about. What's up? What you got, Jackson? You know, so I might be out there, but I think Florida Gators. Just something mm. about how that blue and orange. You wouldn't think those colors go together, but I like kind of what they do, how, how they put them together. They do cool stuff. Man, it's almost like you study color theory because that's exactly <laughs> how it's supposed to go, right? That's how it's supposed to look. All right, Trent, for you, yeah. who was your favorite college football player growing up? Charles Woodson. Oh, for real? Charles Woodson. Okay. Heisman winner. Has you just to said be. West Coast dude, so like I you picked know, New Michigan. man, we talking about I'm a DB, someone who's a playmaker, someone who I try to put my game towards. I mean, he's a playmaker doing it all, offense, defense, special teams, and someone who went to the league and showed that he can be both corner and safety. I feel like that's – people don't really do that at an elite level and play that many years at both positions. So, Charles Wilson is my dude. Jackson, what you got? I got to go with Reggie Bush. Mm. I mean, West Coast guy. I just – obviously, that USC te- team was on a tear there, so mm. – you know, I just love the dynamic playmaking ability, and he's just one of those dudes, like, that X factor when you need him the most. I mean, he's going to prevail for your team. No, I can see it now. Jackson over here, there go Reggie. I'm done. <laughs> I, I, you got to catch him. I, I, I'm done. Yeah, nice guy to have. <laughs> All right, so I put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 offense and defense. Jackson, you got the offense to start. Trent, you got the defense to start. Who did I leave off? Well, there's no UW guys on here, so you're kind of at fault there. All right, who, who you putting there? Who you putting there? I mean, quarter. Mm, let's see. O line certainly Lincoln Kennedy. Okay. Okay. That dude was a dog okay. at UW. Okay. I mean, put some respect there, but yeah, I'll just cover the O line for that. I'd say certainly Lincoln Kennedy, but no disrespect. I mean, there are some great players on here. Right on, Trent. What you got? Oh, see. Thing I didn't even see myself up there. I was about to say Troy Palomalu, the dog, man. But, man, you know I'm going to put on for for the defense and for Washington and someone mm. who I think is just the most underrated player is Buda Baker. Mm. And as soon as you turn his tape on, it's just play after play he's showing up. It's like we call it a flash, you know, someone who just flashes across your screen. You're like, whoa, hold up. Let me rewind. Who is that? Buda Baker was that dude who – is the death row defense. You know, he's him, Buda Baker. I love that. I'm him. Yeah. He is him. Him. Nah, I'm at highest paid safety in league history. Man. All right. Just say something. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to say a prayer for you on that one, Trent. You know, it's what I want for you. Yes, sir. It's what I want for you, Jackson. Appreciate that. Trent McDuffie, Jackson Kirkland. Thank y'all so much. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. I'm here with Washington State players Max Borgie and Jihad Woods. Max, appreciate you with the help there, man. Like, for real. Like, that's actually a question I have. How often do you hear people mispronounce your name? Not too bad. I mean, it's okay. here and there. Here and there. Uh, I feel like most Coop fans know my name, but people around the country are still mm. learning it. So when they butcher it, it's, it's my fault because that means they don't know my name because I haven't, I haven't done enough for myself yet. <laughs> I mean, 1,400 yards from yeah. scrimmage in 2019, you, you, you did plenty. You did plenty. Jihad, man. What do you think about this dude and his idea on the Twitters to get himself involved with NIL by saying, hey, I'm going to go take out my offensive lineman with all this money I'm going to make? Yeah, it's a great idea. Okay. Max is a great teammate. I call myself Max Borgie's teammate. 
That, that's my nickname. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how they been going around with yeah, you? Yeah, that's yeah. messed up, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, messed so all the I'm way Max, up. I'm Max Borgie's teammate. Oh, so, get out of yeah, here. No, he's, a, he's a great dude. He's a great teammate. He's solid. Yeah. You know, so that, that's the type of person Max is. Max, put us on game with your man Jahai right there. <laughs> all right? What makes this man a special football player? I mean, he works really hard. He's probably the hardest working man I've ever been around. He's always in the gym, always perfecting his craft. And then he's a leader on and off the field. So uh, it, it, it translates well. Um, you, you see him out in games, and I'm glad he's on my team, and I don't really have to go against him besides fall camp a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a stud athlete, and uh, it, it's it's a, a testament to his hard work, without a doubt. He's he's the mayor of that, he's the he's the mayor of Pullman actually that's what I call him the mayor of Pullman because he's really the face of Pullman so no this. but you got the insight though because this is something I gotta know about Rolo coach Rolovich yeah. I gotta know about this man spring games it's like an anti-spring game yeah, yeah, yeah. so like how you get used to this every year yeah yeah I mean coach Rolo he's obviously a fun guy to be around mm. and you know he's a players coach as well so um, he's easy to talk to you know, he texts and calls us all the time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's a real personal guy, and we love that about him. Max, you gone from Coach Leach to Coach Rolo, who is just a little bit over to the left, and by that I mean like weird. <laughs> Which one is more weird? Was Leach, without really? a doubt. Okay, Leach, right. Leach was something else. Okay. <laughs> Rolo is like a little goofy, but he's nothing like Leach. Leach was just next level. I, I Both really good guys, though. But yeah, Leach. Okay. Leach was funny. <laughs> All right, so switch to some more fun questions. All right, first one, Jihad, this one's for you. Who is your favorite past college football player? Reggie Bush, mm. uh, easily. I mean, took mine. You know, <laughs> nah, he can yeah. be yours too. Yeah, Reggie Bush for yeah. sure, just because you know I'm from San Diego. I know. He's from San Diego. Um, I went to the same high school as him. Um, you know, he's been, uh, uh, you know, just a great example of who to be. You know. I actually played running back a lot of my uh, my youth football career, so you know I uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I took after a lot of his moves. I, always, I used to always like reverse field and you know do crazy stuff for no reason. Like I just wanted to be just like him, you know what I mean? And you know he's a great role model. And I actually met him uh, the the previous Pac-12 media day, so it, it, was, it was a great experience. Uh, Jihad Woods' his teammate, who is your favorite <laughs> college football player from the past? <laughs> Um, I enjoyed watching Barry Sanders. I mean, he's electric. Um, I was actually able to talk to him. My marketing guy does marketing for him, so he put me in contact, and it was pretty cool. And he's like a robot on the field. He can't even explain his gameplay. That guy's unreal. Um, Reggie Bush also it was really cool to watch and everything he did. And I think he needs his Heisman Trophy back. <laughs> yeah. See, with all this NIL stuff, I mean, it kind of – I don't know, but – He's he was tremendous to watch out. There's been a lot of cool running backs. So, yeah. I'm gonna let slide. You said your marketing guy got to his marketing. Yeah, yeah, he has a marketing guy. guy. Said, let that slide. I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> man got a marketing guy. All right, John. Yeah. Can you tell us three nice things about your rival? Three nice things about you, Dub. Uh, Oof. Give us a couple hours of things. <laughs> Give us three yeah. nice things. Uh, they're a good football team. Um, they have a they have a good coach. Uh, they they're they're located in a nice city, Seattle, Washington. What you got Max. 
I mean, the dudes I met last night, they're cool. They're nice dudes, good yeah. guys. It was actually good to meet meet them and actually have a conversation besides just talking crap to each other on a football field. But, uh, yeah, I think their stadium is pretty cool, how it overlooks the water right there. <laughs> and uh, that's really it. I mean. That's two things. You need one more. Uh, Come on, you can how long? Do how long do I got? <laughs> uh, not, not very. Not, not very. One more thing, I like about UW. Mm. This is really a question right Come now. On. <laughs> Five seconds. Um, I, I can't tell you. Okay, I All got right. two. Uh, you know what? <laughs> that's, that's five between you. Yeah, they actually have a, they have a good coach. They, As, they like, have a good coach. I, I agree with that. We'll with that. He, and I, I met him, and he, he seems like a nice guy. So. That's, I'm gonna let Coach Lake say. Uh, let, there's let three. Said that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so, I took the liberty of putting together what I think is the best all-time Pac-12 offense and Pac-12 defense. Mm -hmm. Let me know who I left off. I like McCaffrey on there. Man, that's my dude. <laughs> dude can move. Still can move. Yeah, he's pretty good. I think. Eric Kendricks for sure. Ooh, there's a pull. Yeah. Who are you taking off? I mean, I love I love Evan Weaver. I love him. Like that's my dude. But Eric Kendricks was just different, man. He uh he inspired me as a, as a player. Um, I actually got to meet him. Uh, I went to a UCLA camp back in like 2014. Mm. I think it was the year before he won the Buckus Award. And um, <clears throat> yeah, man, he he he's a great player. So I, I would take him. That's what's up. That's what's up. I think I'm taking my guy Drew Bledsoe. Left him hanging. And that's he's not on here. And uh, yeah, you know you know all about Bledsoe, number one overall. I know what yeah. I know what Bledsoe did the NFL. Yeah, I thought. Hey, what did number uh, number one State? overall? No, 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 no. That's also in the NFL. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> How do you go number one overall if you don't have a good college career? Tools. How's that work? Potential. Anyone who goes number one overall is pretty raw in college yes. football. Yes. Yeah. 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 Tools. Potential. <laughs> you know they draft in speed. They draft like Chip Kelly was drafting off of kneecaps. <laughs> Chill out. All right, Max, Jihad, thanks for playing along, guys. I appreciate you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It, it was awesome. Here with Stanford football players, Mike Wilson, Thomas Booker. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Doing great. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Right on. So. Y'all have a big game at AT&T Stadium where my Dallas Cowboys play. They're going to play against Kansas State. How excited are y'all to play that game and knowing it's likely to be full? I can't wait, honestly. Mm -hmm. Another cool little tidbit is that we got a guy that was on our team last year, Simi Fajoko, um, that's good. That's going to play for the Cowboys. So, oh! Yeah, Dalton cool. Schultz, too. Yeah, Dalton yeah, Schultz. Schultz. Yeah, a couple of Stanford guys uh, that are going to be there. But honestly, like that is one of, if not you know, the best stadiums in the country to play at. You know, you look at that huge screen, you look at the capacity and all that, and you can't think of a better way to open up your season. So, yeah. Mike, what you think? I think everything he said was spot on and just being able to play in an NFL stadium in general, right? We've dreamed, I've dreamed of that since I was a little kid watching yeah. Terrell Owens, right? Right. Run to the, run to the, 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 the star, yeah. right? And do all the, the popcorn and, and, and clown and do all that crazy stuff. So it's just going to be super surreal just to play and, and, and fulfill a lifelong dream. 
You should do that. I'm sure Coach Shaw would appreciate that. No, trust me. I might not be flying back with Stanford <laughs> if, if I do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was telling Michael, right, like, Kansas State do some wild stuff, and they run like a fake pull power. So your guard will pull out yeah. and then come back in to the free gap. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's playing like, like a blitzing linebacker, really, like you know what I'm bluffing and coming to it. Yeah, wow. And then they just run it to whoever is uncovered. It's just, yeah, they. It's gonna be fun to see how y'all counter that. Yeah, that's because this guy. He'll eat that up. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now they gave me the keys. Yeah, yeah. Especially. Hey, look, I'm trying to help you. You helping me? I'm trying to help you. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. Uh, so, an interesting question I have for you two in particular: What's the difference between being a Stanford football player and being an FBS football player? Thomas, you go first. I think it's the responsibilities that you have. Mm. You know, Stanford academically is a different standard. Mm. You know, you look at our acceptance rate, it's in the low fours. Mm. And it gets worse and worse every year, or better and better, depending on where you look at it. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's the, the standard that you have and the responsibilities. You know, you have all the responsibilities of being a Division One football player, mm. added on to the fact that you're at a world-class university, you know, that is no slouch when mm. it comes to academics. Um, and also, you want to have a social life as well. You know, mm. so those are things that... Most student athletes carry, but the academic standards that you have to meet as a, uh, a Stanford football player, a Stanford student athlete in general, um, are just a bit different, you know, and that's why it takes a different type of person to come to this university and thrive. Yeah. Mike? I think sheer numbers-wise, right? Mm -hmm. when, we, when we committed, I think my year of 2018, it was one of 32, yeah. right? So I was one of 32 official offers that they gave out, mm. right? Look at a lot of these other schools, they offer two, 300 guys. One of 32. Think about the odds of how many student, uh, how many high school kids mm. want to attend Stanford as a student athlete, as mm. a football player, right? It's probably in the hundred thousands. So just being one of 32 is crazy. And then when you get to Stanford, it's really it advertises itself as it truly is, right? It's a, it's a school first university, right? Look at guys, if you go look at some of these other universities, I'm not gonna name specifics, right? But if you go look at some of these other universities, all you'll see is communications, general media studies, but if you go look at the majors of Stanford, you'll see engineering, mm. economics, yep. computer science, right? A lot of these complex majors that take rigorous hours of late nights, right? Guys staying up till 3 a.m. and we got a game in two days. Yep. Taking midterms the night before a game, literally midterms. We had to travel our academic advisors so they could supervise tests um, going on. But Arizona State, I kid you not, Yep. There was guys. It was it was during it was yeah it was mid quarter yeah. during midterm season and guys took a midterm the night before a game went into Tempe beat Arizona State and got, got out of there like it was nothing yep. right and we just handled it with class and it, it's just normal so it's really it's, it's it's school first no matter what yeah and I think part of it too is that obviously you have a lot of benefits when you come to a university like Stanford um, but you know you have to pay for that too mm. you know it's not easy. Um, like Mike said, there are a lot of like close to sleepless nights. You, know, you gotta yeah. get some sleep because yeah. practicing or lifting on no sleep is not a good idea. Um, but yeah, no, with, it's kind of one of those deals with great power comes great responsibility. You know, and any Stanford student athlete or Stanford student in general can speak to that. You know, you get a fantastic degree, but you gotta work for it. Yeah. I remind people often that Andrew Luck is holding an architecture book when you're preparing for games. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. that's just not me. Okay. This is going to be an interesting question for y'all, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. So we ended the fun portion, so yeah. have fun with it. Yeah. You just told me about all these great Stanford football players and what y'all are majoring. Who would you most want or least want to date your sister? Ooh. 
Yes, it's a spicy um, question. Yeah. Oh, no, because we that always talk about this. Yeah, Who do you want to explore? Fun. Let's go best. Who would you want? Who's the best guy? Oh, who would I want? want? I think we're going. I think, I think Justice is up there. Justice is up there. Yeah. I would let this guy date my daughter. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. I would let this guy. I would let this is a good guy. Mike good too. Guy. I, think, good guy. I think both of us are decent candidates for this. Yeah. Um, but outside of us, mm. Justice Woods. Justice Woods. Is a stand up man. You know, Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee stand good. up. Love, love him to date my daughter. Exactly. He comes to the parents' dinner and the parents will be impressed. Yes. Yo. Yes. Tanner just got back from mission trip, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Great guy. Yeah. yeah devoted. Yep. Great guy. You see it. Yeah. You see the All right. So I want to do something that's fun. I put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 offense. There you go, Michael. Thank and you. And defense. There you go, Thomas. I saw this. Okay. I've okay. This. There's a lot of hot contention about this list. Man, you look. It's I've my list. It. Like, I've seen it. I'm saying. Yeah. I gotta say the uh, the quarterback position. How did you come to Matt instead of Andrew? <clears throat> One national championship, two national championships, stiff arm trophy. I'm. That's how. Now, if I'm talking about what did you major in in college mm -hmm. and how do people talk about you okay. post, before, wanting to be in one of these 32 dudes to get a scholarship to Stanford, yeah, I can see how Andrew Luck has a great argument oh, there. He I'm needs to be in like, there. He needs best, to be in there. He's the best modern yeah. quarterback prospect yeah. ever. Ain't nobody ever, saying ever, that ever, about ever. Christian, though. Yeah, he does. He does have Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> no, and he yeah, has he Troy does. Walters in here. I just said he does have Troy Walters. It's respectable. It's respectable. It's respectable. Yeah. You know, like all things, it can get a little bit better. That's all I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I think that's where we're gonna have to leave it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Wilson, Thomas Booker, thank y'all. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank right you so on. much. Here with Stanford head football coach David Shaw. Coach, how you doing? Doing great. Uh, now they make jokes about you not having that title, right? About it being director of football. Do those jokes make you smile? Do you think that they're insensitive? How do you? How does that land for you? It is part of being at Stanford. Okay. Like we're okay. always going to do things a little bit different. Our titles are going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, so I take it. It's all in good nature. Okay. Well, the two guys you brought here, I feel like gave us an admission video for why we should send our kids to Stanford. And I've come to understand it's one of the things that you love about your job. How difficult is it for you? to identify some of the 30 to 40 guys that you are going to extend scholarships to as potential Stanford football players? So it's how we approach it, and there's a mentality to it. Because mm -hmm. um, from the outside, I hear from coaches all the time, gosh, that's got to be so hard. Like, how do you right. find these guys? And I say it's actually pretty easy. Mm -hmm. They should stand out. Mm -hmm. They should stand out on the, their academic side. They should stand out on the athletic side. They should stand out on their personality and their approach to life. So when you walk into a school, if that guy doesn't stand out, then we're looking at the wrong guy. Um, when we walk into the school with our Stanford gear on, everybody at the school should say, we know who you're here to see. Mm -hmm. Our best football player, he's also our best student, uh, he's a leader in our community. That's what we should get. So that's why when you meet our guys, that's what we've heard from all over the country, getting guys like Thomas Booker from Maryland and mm -hmm. Michael from Southern California. We've got guys from Utah and Florida and Georgia but everywhere we go, these people stand out, and that's what lets us know that we're on a Stanford man. This is one of the really intriguing parts of our game uh, is just how Stanford identifies players. But there's a story that I heard you tell about identifying Andrew Luck in particular. And I wonder if you remember the story that I'm talking about. You might have saw him at a restaurant. It was a story told by, which is so special to me, mm. it was a story told by 
uh, his biggest rival in high school. Okay. So this is the rival head coach. Mm. And he actually, he said, Coach, I, it took me a year to tell you this story. I was like, I said, what? He said, I have to tell you. So first of all, the story starts with mm. his team always made up limericks against, you know, about the, the, the opposing best player. And so they're about to play Andrew. And I said, he tells the guys, okay, I haven't heard the limerick this year. Like, what is it? And they said, Coach, we don't have one for Andrew. Like that's to, to command respect from high school kids, other high school kids when you're in high school, that's just rare. And but even the high school kids looked up to him, mm. even the his biggest rivals. So of course they go out, Andrew wins the game, plays mm. out of his mind, plays great. And the coach says, I go out to dinner with my wife and we're at a restaurant. I'm kind of down because it was a rivalry game and this great player, we couldn't stop him. And who was at the restaurant but Andrew and his family. Mm. So here's Andrew, right? High school senior, gets up, walks across the restaurant shakes his hand, introduces himself to the coach's wife and sister and has a conversation with him about the game, but then about other things before he goes back to his family. Mm. And not only did he beat him, he also made him feel better uh, af afterwards. So that's just one of those people that when you go to recruit somebody, that's what you want. You want the great player, you want the great person, you want the great student, uh, and that's what we're always looking for at Stanford. I love that story, Coach. really do. What did you learn about your team in 2020 that you didn't know going into 2020? Well, it's what you hope and you're not really sure. Okay. But when adversity hits, how are we going to react? Mm -hmm. we can, you can prepare as much as possible, but also goes back to that recruiting aspect. If you recruit the right group of people um, that are willing to subject their personal stuff to and really push for the, the team stuff and be there for each other, then when adversity hits, then we don't change. We actually mm -hmm. can get better. Um, that's what you hope happens, and that's what happened on our campus. We kicked off our campus, kicked out of our community uh, before training camp ever started, and then got allowed to come back and start playing games, and got kicked out of mm -hmm. our county again. Uh, and every time adversity hit, our guys got better, our team got tighter, our team got stronger, um, and it, it may be extremely proud to be associated with these young men. I'm very interested to see your team stack up against Kansas State, Chris Kleiman's team. I feel that the two programs share a lot in common on a football field. How excited are you about playing that game in AT&T Stadium? It's exciting. Mm -hmm. um, a little, you have a little anxiety playing mm -hmm. against somebody that you don't typically play against. Right. Uh, we played them, I think, 2015, mm -hmm. but different coaching staff, different philosophy. I know they play hard. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of respect for this coaching staff. They've had a lot of success. Um, they, do the, they do this thing the right way. They recruit the right guys. They coach them hard. They push them to be, to be great. Um, so I think it's going to be a hard-fought battle. Uh, there's going to be a lot of athleticism, a lot of physical play out there, um, cross-conference uh, rivalry, uh, hopefully renewed, who knows. Uh, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. When I look at coaches and I see a football coach who's fully formed like yourself, one of the questions that I have fun asking is, what's the last job you had before you are a full-time football coach? The last job I had before I was a full-time football coach, well, mm. I was a coach's assistant at, at Western Washington University in Bellingham, Washington. Mm. Um, but that was still in the coaching world. That was my first coaching job. Before that, um, I worked at a financial company, Pollock Financial, mm. uh, uh, here in the Bay Area, right, right close to Stanford University. Uh, asset allocation, uh, insurance, um, you know, it was just, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And that's kind of what I thought I was going to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started this ridiculous coaching thing and haven't looked back. You look pretty good at it, coach. I'm doing all right. Good. So I put together what I thought was the best all time 
Pac-12 offense and defense. Ooh. That is the offense I'm handing you. Ooh. Who did I leave off? This is offense. This is offense. Oh, you missed a big one. <laughs> we just talked about the him. same thing. You, we just talked about him. Uh, Andrew Luck is the best quarterback in this era of college football coming out of high school. Hmm. Um, uh, and that's just not me. That's talking to a lot of NFL guys, and I do the NFL Network uh, draft, and everybody's compared to Andrew coming out. Hmm. Um, uh, Trevor Lawrence was probably the closest one, um, and before that was Peyton Manning. Hmm. So uh, for me, that, that's the first guy that should have gone on this list. <laughs> um, I understand why Matt Linus on there. had a great career. Um, I thought he had an unbelievable cast, had a great coaching staff, and a great era for USC football. Uh, but I think Andrew's ability really, uh, really supersedes um, all of the quarterbacks. Um, this, is a, this is a good list. This is a good list. Well, let's take a look at the defense. What do you think, Coach? Um, Troy Palomalu, special, special, mm. special. He and Ronnie Lott were – the two must-haves on here. You got those 100% <laughs> right. Um, I would add Solomon Thomas to this group. Okay. Um, when you go back and watch his college film, uh, he was the most explosive player in college football on the defensive mm -hmm. side that year, which is why he went so high in the draft. Uh, so I would definitely add Solomon uh, to this group. Um, but I think the rest of these are good. I, I see Steve Entman's name, and I still shudder a little bit. <laughs> you know, we played that, we played that Washington team. And I don't think we blocked him once in a 60-minute game. Hmm. Um, but this is a good list. This is a good list. Well, I appreciate that, Coach. I appreciate that very much. Stanford head coach, David Shaw. Thank you so much, Coach. Good to see you, man. I'm here with Cal players Chase Garbers and Coin Dang. Guys, how you doing? Great. Great. Thank you, you for having us. Right on, right on. So I'm going to start with this. You have a couple of really interesting games to start the season. Nevada, Texas Christian. Mm -hmm. How excited are you to play those tough opponents? I'm very excited. The team's very excited. Mm. Uh, you know, Nevada's got a really strong opponent, really strong quarterback with Carson Strong, and TCU's got another strong quarterback as well. I'm always excited to go into another team's territory in the Big 12 and possibly get a W. Hey, look at that, man. Going, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited kicking it off with Nevada. Uh, you know, really strong offense coming out of the Mountain West. Uh, it'll be a good test for us as a defense, uh, you know, just flying around the football, being active, you know, being who we are. And then going to TCU, it's always fun to, uh, you know, play those out-of-conference games in different environments. Uh, it should be fun. So, Chase, you dropped Big 12 and Carson Strong, and you got some history. Are you normally this well-studied and read on the subjects of your opponents? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty versatile knowing who okay. we're playing against okay. um, week in and week out. In July? Yeah. Yes. Okay, no, that's, that's the point. <laughs> Not schedule, game week. <laughs> when the schedule drops, I have a pretty good idea of who we're playing. Right on, right on. Uh, Coin, what's it like to play against this guy in practices? Uh, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're smiling with each other right now, but, uh, you know, we get to fall campus always. is The competition is real, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, him being the leader of our offense and me being the leader of the defense, I think, uh, you know, we try to lead by example and really lean into that competition. And so, uh, you know, we're smiling now, but we might have a couple words for each other uh, about a week and a half from now. I was about to say, I, I see the alpha energy just emanating. It's coming from <laughs> right? All right, so I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions. So by all means, have fun with them, okay? 
Start with you, Chase. All right. Can you say three nice things about your rival? Good school. That's about it. <laughs> Coin about you. Three nice things about uh, the other school, yeah, the farm. Yeah. Uh, my my brother lives down there, so uh, <laughs> you know, close to the family. Not That's three words close to around. family. Yeah. No, but I like that. Like I said, I like that energy. All right, Chase, back to you. Who was your favorite past college football player? Um, believe it or not, I was an Aaron Murray fan growing up. Okay. Yeah, Georgia. My dad went to Georgia, so I grew up watching a lot of Georgia games. Yo, man, you're on the wrong coast. <laughs> okay. Just um, point it out. Aaron yeah. Murray, Georgia, Georgia, your dad, Georgia alum? Yep. How's he feel about Cal? Uh, well, he's grown to like it. Okay. You know? okay. He, uh, he moved out to California after uh, graduated from Georgia, so he's got a little Cali blood in him. There you go. Coin. Got a favorite past college football player? Uh, I'm going I'm to keep it in the family. I'm going mm. to say Marshawn Lynch. Ooh, yeah, beast mode. Marshawn Skittles. Beast mode. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Why are we going with Skittles? Uh, Cal legend. Bay Area legend. Uh, you know, somebody who just, uh, you know, his aura and the, and the way that he moves, everybody feels it. So, yeah, he's somebody you remember. Appreciate you for being here. Would not want you to be fined. <laughs> Chase. Who on the team would you most like or least like to date your sister? Oh, wow. Um, would most like Colin Moore, tight end. Yeah. Least like, I mean, there's a couple. <laughs> okay. Uh, what you got, Coin? Most like. You know, actually, it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of good ones. We got some good guys in the locker room. I'm trying to think. Who, who wouldn't I have to have to go fight? <laughs> uh, I'll say um, Braxton Croto, okay. outside linebacker, really, really good kid, so I'll trust him. And then not like, I won't even go, I won't go there. <laughs> yeah. Anybody says good kid, I know what the energy is in the room, right? Yeah. That, that's somebody you can go, go over and have a few words with and they're going to get the point. I get you, I get you. All right, Chase, back to you on this one. If you could add a fictional movie football player, or just a movie football player, to Cal's roster, who would it be? Oh, man. Fictional movie. Hmm. I'm going to have KD go with this one first. What you got? Uh, man, I think I'll go with the... Uh... I think I'll go with Booby Miles. Okay. Yeah, because right. like his uncle said, he could, he, he could paint your back porch yeah. and he can pass. <laughs> so he, he'd be able to fill out any type of role that we need. But I think, I think we got everything we need, though. Yeah, I got I to gotta go with Booby Miles also. Okay. Y'all want to win, so y'all going to put Booby in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's do this. I put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 offense and defense. Chase Mohan, you the offense. Going to hand you the defense, yeah. and y'all are going to tell me who I left off, who you would add. Well, I'm just going to start out with quarterback, mm. go Aaron Rodgers over Matt Leinart. I mean, elaborate. Well, I mean, it got to because Cal guy. <laughs> I mean, 
throw Rodgers up there, then Jared Goff, then Leonard at three. You know, talented QB room for sure, but you know, Leonard's gonna slide to the third spot. <laughs> he gotta play on the scout team. I love that. Yeah. We'll cool. get good work in, you know. Coy, what you got? Man, want to hide the two national championships? He got him on the scout team. That's cool. Coy, yeah. what you got? Man, I, I like the Evan Weaver on here. Okay. Uh, you, you can't, you know, you can't dispute production. Uh, I'll get some more Cal Bears on here though. Mm. Throw a camera, maybe like a Cameron Jordan in the okay. defensive end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I like it for the most part though. All right, switch it up right quick. And from the perspective of perhaps you might have to play this team. You want the scouting report or what you want? No, I want you to tell me which who, who which player did I leave off? Okay, let's see. I'd be worried about Cam Jordan for sure if okay. he was on this team. Okay. Not not Teddy Bruschi, not Steven. And not I'd be worried Suggs. about Paul Malu. Okay. Um, right. But you know, can handle Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> It's a talented team, though. But, yeah, add Cam Jordan there. It'd be even more dangerous. <laughs> Coin, what you got? I agree. I agree. I like the Alex Mack call right here. Okay. The, All right. The center would definitely be an issue. You know what I'm saying? I'll throw Aaron Rodgers in that quarterback. That would really be a guy who can move, make every throw on the field. Maybe throw Marshawn Lynch and Javid Best in the backfield. Tony Gonzalez at tight end. You feel me? Going down the Cal I know. I was about to say, look at yeah. this man. Look at this man. I think that offense will be a problem. Okay. Sure. All right. That offense will be a problem. In the NFL. Yeah, it would be in the NFL. In college, I'm just looking at the records. I'm just looking at the books. That's all I'm doing. Hey, hey to each his own. You know hey. what I mean? That's a, that's a tall task to, to make an all Pac-12 team. So, you know. Uh, there you go. You know, you, you did the best with what you could. <laughs> but, uh, I would probably put a little bit more, uh, you know, California blue and a little bit of uh, the gold in there. So. Nah, you get with that. Y'all riding for y'all. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Chase Garber, Coin Dang. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Right Thanks for having us. Okay, I'm here with Cal coach Justin Wilcox. Coach, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Y'all have some really entertaining games for me on this schedule. Uh, one of them against TCU, whom I just persist in calling Texas Christian out of habit. Mm -hmm. But y'all played them before. And the last mm -hmm. time you played, one of the memorable games of college football history. Yes, we played them a couple years ago. I, I have a ton of respect for uh, – Coach Patterson. I've actually coached against him a number of times throughout my career uh, back in the Boise State days, and he's uh, built a great program down there. Uh, we go down there week two. Um, as you know, uh, they have uh, an electric offense. Yeah. They're going to spread the field. Um, they're always going to be good defensively. You know, Coach Pat Patterson's got a defensive background. Uh, and you also mentioned we played him a couple years ago yeah. in, a, in a bowl game, and uh, we came up on the short end of that. We didn't play uh, play our best football, but you give them credit. They did a they did what they needed to do to win the game, and uh, we have an opener against Nevada, um, which is going to be a, a real challenge. But then we're going to head down to TCU and uh, look forward to taking the team down there. Yeah, those two good programs. Mm -hmm. One one in which uh, Jay Norvell, head coach mm -hmm. at Nevada, have some experience with. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Mm -hmm. What'd you learn about your team in 2020 that you didn't know? Yeah, I thought the guys did a really uh, admirable job of trying to do what we asked them to do. And, and, you know, most years, really, and every other year we've all been through that, you know, we can set a schedule, know what's coming, 
uh, here's the plan, and uh, really stick to that kind of a regimen. Uh, last year was nothing like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, each and every day seemed like a new challenge. There were days where, um, you know, whether it was a practice or meetings, you know, meeting outside and uh, bring kind of come and dress for practice, not using the locker room, how we were getting food. You know, we had our first two games essentially canceled, uh, had one game canceled while we were on the bus. So mm -hmm. there was just this kind of constant, uh, not sure what's coming next. Uh, and I thought the guys, you know, really did a nice job of, of navigating that because it, it's a really tough mental exercise to kind of always be th throwing a curveball, curveball, curveball. You know, it's never like you could get into a rhythm. And uh, that was difficult. And, you know, the other teams felt the same thing. Mm. And uh, I just thought the guys uh, did a nice job. And really, we there was some bonding that took uh, that took place during those times because it was so difficult that I think will be beneficial for, to us in the long run. Right on, Coach. Mm -hmm. I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions, so please, by all means, all have right. fun with them. Uh, the first one is, what is the last job you had before going into coaching full-time? Okay, last job I had mm -hmm. <clears throat> before coaching full-time, that would have been <clears throat> in 2000, maybe the summer of 2000. No, no, fall. Fall of 2000, I was uh, moving furniture. I worked for M. Jacobs Furniture in Eugene, Oregon. Um, we would go, uh, somebody buy furniture, we'd pick up their new furniture, put it in a truck, drive to their house, have to take the old furniture out, bring the new furniture in, and people, when they buy new furniture, A, they don't want the furniture, you know, scuffed, and B, you know, stairways and walls and all that, you kind of, you learn how to, there's some geometry involved in that. <laughs> so uh, that was my last job, and then I got a graduate assistant job in January, basically January 1 of 2001 at Boise State. But mm. prior to that, I was, uh, I was uh, furniture, moving furniture at M. Jacobs in Eugene. 16 summer, I did that for Mathis Brothers Furniture. Yeah. Never again, never again. Yeah, moving furniture is not, a, I mean, because then you get the people to live on the hill and the stairs and it, it rains a lot in Oregon. So now it's wet outside and their new couch is getting wet, but don't scuff the wall and I can't stand, the stairs are slippery, I mean, is a character builder. I was about to say, sounds yeah. like assignment football. Yeah, it is. It was. <laughs> I mean, and I did my role, man. I was accountable. I showed up every day. Yeah. So, but that was the last job I had. Yeah. Uh, who on your team would you let date your daughter? Hmm. Man, that's a tough question because there's there's so many good guys on our team. Hmm. I don't know if you met two of them today. You got Chase yeah. Garbers and Coin Dang, like great guys. Uh, some of our veteran linemen that have been around a long time, you know, Jenna Williams and Mike Safel and Colin Moore, the tight end, Jake Tonjes. I could kind of go down. Nico Remigio, who's a slot force, phenomenal human being. Elijah Hicks and Josh Drayden. I mean, See, there's this, just a lot of guys. This we is got the good problem people. with asking a coach this question because hey, you I mean, got like 85 picking, guys that you want to have I mean, here. I was just saying that, you know, <laughs> hard for me. It's like picking your favorite player. It's, that's hard to do, man. We just got a lot of guys that do things right. They're not perfect, but they have great intentions. They work their ass off. They care about their teammates. Mm. And that's why I like coaching these guys. Right on, coach. Yeah. So, Coach, I put together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 offense oh. and, and defense. So that's the offense. Okay, here we go. Right? Who would I, I leave off? Leonard McCaffrey. 
all time. All time. Well, what is all time to you now? I mean, it, when you say all time, Ooh. do you go back to like the Pac-8? I mean, because you know the conference is, has some history to it. So I, this looks more. Oh, Ron Yeri. Thought there's an old timer. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Matt Leinart, Troy Wal, Troy Walters. Troy, I played against Troy. He's a great player. Alex Mack, great player. I mean, you know, there's a QB for the Packers is pretty good. You know, I've heard that. I've heard They're that. A running back that played for the Seahawks. He's pretty, pretty good. good. There was another one played for the Detroit Lions coming Detroit straight Lions. out. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. good. This is a hard – what was your criteria? <laughs> well, and we'll get to that, but okay. take a look at the defense first. So anyway. Really, really curious. Really curious. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Evan Weaver. Hello to Teddy Bruschi. How did you pick these? Okay, so with the offense, everybody that touches the ball at skill position has to be able to go for six. I don't want first downs. It's an all-time, right? So Matt exists to hand the ball to Reggie or Christian or distribute the ball to our wide receivers and swing passes because they're that good. Defensively, I got to get guys and get me TFLs and stop people at the line of scrimmage. So tackling machines and pass rushers. That's what I'm looking for. And back end, if the ball's in the air, that's mine. Okay, now. Jeez, that's a really difficult undertaking. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because if you asked me to do that and I had to pick, man, I now because you can reach back. I mean, right. you can reach back in uh, the the conference. You know, the Pac-8, Pac-10, Pac-12. I mean, there's a lot of history in this conference. So uh, you should maybe you could do a you know like a a pre-2000 right. and a post-2000 something like that, or pick a pick a break in there. Do a couple teams. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So you, so you give some representation see, to some of the, see, some of the guys that were before. Before. Th this is my bait to get yeah. you to come back on the show is to yeah. discuss oh, those no, teams man. with you. No, I don't. Want, there's too many people. I, too many people. And <laughs> I don't want to piss anybody off. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll make the team, and okay. then we'll get your okay, comments right, on it. How's right, that? Good. Well, that's, that sounds like a better plan. Cal um, coach Justin Wilcox. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah. Thank you. I'm here with Oregon State players Avery Roberts, Jaden Grant. How you guys doing? Good. Doing pretty well. Uh, I want to start with this for the old head. One of the things that I recognize is you transferred in from Nebraska 2018. I bring that up to ask, how salty were you about the one-time transfer rule? <laughs> yeah, I just missed it. <laughs> uh, it would be nice to, you know, uh, not have to sit out of the year, but it worked out for me, so I'm not – too upset about it. Right on, man. Right on. Jay, have you got a chance to look at Sam Neuer? And if you have, you picked him up yet? Uh, no, we ain't really no. had no, okay. um, no, no, uh, like, we ain't been doing no drills, no competitive Why drills. Not? But Sam Neuer, that was my boy since I was 13, 14 years old. So we grew up together. So to see him come to Oregon State and, and get to represent his home state of Oregon, I was really happy for him. Right on. Last year, y'all had one of the coolest and wildest games of the season for me. Right. How did you feel after getting that win against Oregon, who eventually wins the Pac-12 championship? How did you feel about perhaps people paying attention to Oregon State in a different way? Um, I mean, it meant a lot to a lot of people um, to finally get a win. We haven't beat them in a while, mm -hmm. so it meant a lot. And them being a ranked team at the time, you mm -hmm. know, the first time being a ranked team in forever, so it meant a lot. Jane, about you, dog? How you feel? For me, it meant everything because I, I grew up in the state of Oregon, so I used to watch those games all the time, idolize players on both sides. So to be in that game and playing and then actually make an impact and then come away with the win on top, mm -hmm. it just meant everything to me, and I know it meant everything to Beaver Nation as well. 
I feel like we need to say your pops is Brian Grant. And I don't know that a lot of people get that or know what that means. What does that mean for you? Uh, to me, it means uh, I have a dad. You know, I'm blessed to have a, a pops, first of all. That's what's up. But, um, you know, I don't really look at him like that. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I do acknowledge that, you know, I was blessed and privileged to have a, a father who can give me so much wisdom, especially about, you know, aspiring to be a professional athlete or, or being a, a collegiate athlete. You know, I had a lot of wisdom that maybe other people didn't have. Mm -hmm. So I'm always appreciative of that, and I always acknowledge that as well. Right on. Go to some fun questions now, Avery. All right. All right. And kind of to piggyback off of what Jaden was saying about idolizing players on both sides. Who was your favorite college football player growing up? Favorite college football player? Oh, uh, I don't know. I didn't really pay too much attention to college growing up, honestly. Uh, okay. You know, I mean, obviously the big names you're a fan of, like the Tebos and all those came, like all those big guys. You know, you see those going uh, coming up, but I don't know. I didn't really have a specific player that I like loved. I guess. Okay, well, we can do that, Jaden. Honestly, to be honest, probably it's it's a it's close because okay. my favorite player of all time was probably LaMichael James. Okay. But James and Jaquiz Rogers was right there, along with Jordan Poyer. And then, um, you know, D'Anthony Thomas was another big one for me as well. Man, you pull out some hitters there. Yeah. Some hitters. All right. Who on the team would you most want to date your sister? <laughs> would I most want to? Yeah, Jaden, go or first. Or most not want to? Either or. <laughs> you got you to not want to. <laughs> Feel like you got to not want to. Oh, uh, I got to. I definitely got to not want to. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go want to. Who would you? I don't know. I, want I wouldn't to, want nobody want, dating my little yeah. sister. So I understand. I want, I'm want to. Uh, Actually, maybe, maybe, uh, I would probably want, well, he has a wife. Yeah, I go. <laughs> I go. I still, can we? Yes, you can. Oh, are we? Okay, yeah. yeah. Isaac, Isaac Hodgins. Okay, yeah, I'll probably go. Isaac home. Hodgins, uh, Riley Sharp. Riley Sharp. Riley Sharp. Uh, now, not want to. All the entire team. Yeah. I'm just gonna give a special shout out to Alden Julian and, and Alex Austin. <laughs> All right, right fast. Avery, start with you. Can you say three nice things about your rival? Uh, like Oregon. Um, nice uniforms. Um, great stadium. Mm. And um, they have some good players. What you got, Jay? Nike, Nike, and Nike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right fast. I put together what I thought was the best all-time offense and defense. Pac-12 history. Who'd I miss? Real quick. Offense. I don't even know who half these people are. The, the offense alignment. Okay. Okay. Jaden, what you got? I'm trying to think. Where's your, cor where's your corners? He got them over there. Oh, uh, okay. Where's the offense? Uh, it's offense. No, that's oh, offense. That's offense. That's oh, the corners. Oh, oh, hold up. Let's see. Who we got? Because we got Troy here. We got Ronnie there. We got Antoine Case in there. You put Evan Weaver and on we there? We got Eric Weddle. So I got three safeties. Three safeties as your DBs? Mm hmm. Honestly, I, honestly, I'll put Jordan Poyer on there. Okay. Jordan Poyer was a hell of a player at Oregon State. Hell of a player. Actually, I always people always <laughs> people always like the players who worked with him or were teammates with him who are on our staff now. They always like say that they I remind them of, of Jordan Poirier, and that's always like the greatest compliment to me. Right on. I looked up to him as a, as a DB. Well, Jaden Grant, Avery Roberts, thanks so much.
And I'm not even going to get mad. Y'all didn't mention y'all didn't see Brandon Cooks on the offense, but that's I all right. I said Brandon Cooks. Right. I'm not mad at this. I'm not mad at this. Yeah, this, this, this I ain't I'm mad. You, I don't know who the offensive have, lineman is. Well, who do you have at running back? Oh, Reggie. Right. Yeah, I'm not mad at this. You can't. You can't. Okay, McCaffrey. Okay. Yeah, I'm not mad. Trey Walsh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at this. Quarterback is Matt Leonard. I'll, I'll probably put. Uh, I'll probably put Mario that quarterback. You you would, you yeah. would you that type? Yeah. You that type. Yeah, I'm not mad at Matt Leonard though. Okay. Okay. He used to go crazy though. Like his numbers, it's crazy. Where the national championship ring at? He was yeah, great in the right, offense that right, worked for right. him at the time, right. right? No one else was running the offense. Yeah, that's before everybody else had offense. All right, fellas. I appreciate you. Y'all going to be late for y'all next thing. Here with Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, it's a, it's a great day to just mm-hmm. kind of talk football, the conference, and uh, to, you know, really the first day that makes it feel like, you know what, this season's coming. And we're getting uh, getting ready for it. We missed this last year yeah. to some degree. To mm-hmm. some degree. We missed this last year. Mm-hmm. But last year happened, and we're all grateful for that. And you all played one of the coolest games that I got to see all year. What did that win against a ranked Oregon do for you and your program? Yeah, it's always huge to beat your rival, number mm-hmm. one, and a really good team mm-hmm. on national television. And people, a bunch of people saw it, mm-hmm. uh, helped in the recruiting in and and it's a boost, another step of momentum for the program and where we want to get to. And so uh, it's a special night. Definitely wish we would have had Beaver Nation there with us watching it. Uh, but it was a celebration in the locker room I won't forget. You went and got Sam Neuer out of the transfer portal. Why did you need to make that move and what was the pitch like? Yeah, you know, we we did have one of our younger quarterbacks had taken injury during spring that, that it's not going to allow him to be ready during fall camp. And mm-hmm. so we started having conversations about, you know what, maybe it would be a good idea to have a Another, another quarterback in the room. And once Sam became available, I mean, let's face it, the guy has played quarterback in this league and won games. He's from our state, and a few of our team guys on our team know him really well from high school, and he, he was a perfect fit. No, that, I mean, that makes all the sense in the world, but that's also just kind of one of the luxuries of this portal that I don't know that we get to talk about because it's such a contentious issue. So I would love to yeah. hear your thoughts on what you think the transfer portal has done well and done poorly. Yeah, sure. I think uh, I think there's a lot of good things about it for guys to get a second chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, this landscape of college football is changing all the time. Coaches, mm-hmm. staffs, and then making a big decision and experience in a college for a while, if it's not the right fit for a individual player, I think they should have the opportunity to you know change course and reset without penalty. Mm-hmm. Now, um, at the same time, I'm still into players that come to a place and work hard and maybe not see the immediate results they want, whether playing time and success, of continuing to work through that. And so there's a fine line there that can be seen as a negative. Coach, I want to switch to what I think are some fun questions now. So by all means, have fun with them. Yeah. What is the last job you had before going into coaching? I was uh, I picked the range at the golf course during that in college. I picked it in the summers and actually loved the job because then you'd pick the range well, it takes a while for balls to get out there again, so I'd go play some golf and come back, and I was on the clock the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that does sound like a yeah, good job. It was a good job, man. It was really good. Can you tell us three nice things about your rival? <laughs> yeah, you said to have some fun with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do think they're cutting edge. Mm. I'll say that in a lot of the aspects of their athletic department and program. Um, they're competitive. You know, it means something to win around there. Um, and what else can I say? I will say I know a few of the coaches on that staff pretty well, mm. and they're good men. 
That's a great coach. Okay, so I took the liberty, whoops, of putting together what I thought was the best all-time Pac-12 team, offense and defense. This is the offense. Okay. Tell me who I left off. Yep, let me take a glance at this sucker here. Mm -hmm. Oh, McCaffrey on there. I got you. There's some, there's some good backs. So you got Butch on there. Who did you leave off? Um, well, shoot, I, first I think about Aaron Rodgers and what he's doing in the NFL right now. Well, I'm but judging him based on what they did in college. In college. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Leonard has a big-time career. Brandon Cooks is on there to be. Um, who did you leave off? This is just offense? Yes, sir. I can give you the defense if you like to take a look. Yeah. You got a tight end on here? No. Yeah, I'm curious on that. We've had some tight ends come through. Can okay. I see the defense? Sure. 11 positions. I went with three wideouts, two tailbacks. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So you're in kind of 20 personnel. Edmund, I like that <laughs> today. Mm -hmm. Gavin Weaver. He's been my favorite player in this league outside of really? ours the last couple of years. Evan Weaver. Why is that? Just the way he plays the game mm. uh, and plays his instincts. He's physical. It meant something to him. He just around the ball mm. all the time. Uh, okay, so you're asking for me to like pick a couple that. Somebody that you would like to see on this team that isn't. Who would I like to see? You got me kind of stumped, man. <laughs> of course, I'm trying to pick out a beaver, too. You know? Well, and I, and I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. So, definitely on offense, I'd say Steven Jackson. Okay. Running back for okay. Thieves, that big-time career. And 100%. And continue on uh, in that. God, that man was so good. So good. He's helping us out a, a ton, too, still at the university. Yeah. And involved. It's been great. He's been great. Trying to go back to when I was playing. You got mm. Troy Palomalo. I played him against him when I was all the way back. When I was playing, um, who is the legit? Oh, I'm slipping on his name right. Oh no, you got him right there. Terrell sucks. Okay, all right. Because I played against. Sucks. I was just gonna say was, you, you'll get to him. You'll like, get to him. Oh. Yep. On defense, you know who was really good mm -mm. in this league was Buda Baker. Ooh, not too at long Washington. ago, because I was at Washington at the same time, mm -hmm. and the career he had, the impact he had on and off the field in that program. And obviously, he's big time now in the NFL. I'd say Buda Baker. Right on. Well, Oregon State coach, Jonathan Smith. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, coach. It's fun. <laughs>